0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Now for our story. It was almost 1130. In the new supper club at the Brown Palace Hotel, the crowd which had gathered for the opening night was beginning to thin out. Ben Calvert has spent a great deal of his time this evening on the veranda which opened off the big room. He was never a very sociable man, and in his position as one of the wealthiest men in town, it cut him off from the easy familiarity which most Wakefield people had with one another. They were all in the same boat and shared a walk together from which Ben, in his snobbery, was isolated. Oh, he'd talked to a few people and had danced once with his wife, Jessie. But he preferred sitting outside, rather enjoying his lonely feeling of superiority. There was one person, however, whom Ben definitely wanted to encounter this evening. Mario Descariy the young Italian who figures importantly in a plan Ben has in mind. Now, as Mario appears through the lighted doorway, Ben speaks from the shadowy corner where he is sitting. Good evening, Mario.
2: Oh, hello, Mr. Calvert. I didn't see you there in the corner.
0: How are you doing, my boy? Having a good time? (laughs) Oh, I sure am. This is a swell place. Yes, it is. They made quite a change in it, too. Used to be such a (laughs) gloomy old (laughs) overall. That's what Aunt Mary said in his speech. That's right, so she did. Well, this will make quite a change in Wakefield, having a bit of nightlife. Not that I go in for it much myself, you I guess it's uh, quite a change for you, too.
2: Yeah. You and your wife are usually homebodies, aren't you? We always have been. But as Carlos says, it's good for people to get out once in a while. That's right. A little relaxation now and then is a good idea. Get
0: you out of that same old routine. Your uh, wife seems to be having a good time. I saw her a while back. She's looking very lovely.
2: I'm just trying to find her now.
0: That's so? all? Well, I think I can give you a tip. She was out here with Bill Meade.
2: Was she? Well, I wonder where she is now. She wasn't inside a minute ago. I believe they walked around to the front. Oh, I must have just missed her. Well, as long as she's with Bill, I don't need to worry. Isn't this, uh, rather a change in your family rules, Mario?
0: I mean, letting your wife wander around? I always thought you kept pretty close tabs on her.
2: Hell, I did, Mr. Calvert. That was a mistake, believe me. I got all these screwy ideas and it made a lot of trouble. I don't say. What sort of trouble? Oh, you know, Mr. Calvert, I'd imagine things. Get sore at Carla and raise the dickens. That would make her feel lousy and it was getting worse and worse. Well, uh, Anyway, that's all over now. Well, I'm glad to hear it. It may be that I'm
0: a curious sort of, Dr. Mario, but I can't help but wonder what brought about your change of heart. People don't
2: usually make an about-face like that without a reason. No, I guess they don't. Well, it wasn't any one thing exactly. Just a bunch of things that all sort of happened at once. I got all hot under the collar, and Carla, she tried to make me see what a dope I was. And then I ran into Aunt Mary one day. Mary Lane, eh? What did she have to do with it? She and I had a long talk, and she kind of made me look at things a different way. You know, instead of just letting off steam, she told me to think about Carla and how it was bothering her when I got mean. I'm nuts about Carla, Mr. Calvert, and I didn't want to make her unhappy, so I thought maybe Aunt Mary wasn't so crazy. Hmm.
0: Hmm.
2: Very interesting.
0: No, I certainly wouldn't say that Mary Lane was crazy. I believe
2: she knows just what she's doing. Yeah, she's one swell person. Anyway, everything's fine now. I guess some guys have to learn things the hard way. With me, it takes a lot to change my mind. But once I'm sure of something,
0: that's that. I imagine you're the sort of person who doesn't fool around either. Once you are sure, you go right ahead and do something about it. (laughs) Yeah, you're right
2: about that, Mr. Calvert. With me, it's all or nothing. Oh, well, i better go and find Carla. Being a farmer, i got to get my sleep. I only hope Peggy and Bill will want to stay till the place closes. Well, Mario, if they're not ready to go, I'd be very glad to give you a lift home. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Calvert. I don't think they'll mind. <laughs> Besides, we're riding pretty high and mighty tonight. Bill's got a brand new car. New car? Eh? Yeah, he's a lucky fella. And boy, is it a beauty. Kind of a reddish
0: color. I, I guess you call it maroon. Well, if you have a ride in a brand-new maroon job, I guess my black sedan offers no inducement. (laughs) Thanks just the same, Mr. Calvert. i better get along now. Good night. Good night, Mario.
3: Oh, here you are, Mario. I was looking for you.
2: I was looking for you. Mr. Calvert said you'd gone around the front with Bill.
3: I did, but when I got inside, you weren't there. And then I danced with Bill, and when I looked for you, you weren't anywhere inside. Uh, It doesn't matter, baby.
2: Did you have a nice dance?
3: Mm Mm-hmm. But I'd rather dance with you, Mario.
2: Hmm. That's good.
3: I danced with Randy Lane, too. Poor fellow, I felt sorry for him.
2: Sorry for Randy?
3: What for? He looks so lonesome. You know, Mario, I think he likes Lily Devon. But she doesn't pay any attention to him. She's been all the time with Mr. Bowman.
2: Yeah? (laughs) Maybe she's not so dumb. He owns the bank.
3: Oh, Mario, that's not a nice thing to say. She's a very sweet person. And don't you think she's beautiful? Mm.
2: It's okay if you like blondes. Me, I like big, dark eyes. Dark hair.
3: <laughs> That's lucky for me. But really, this Lily's awfully pretty. And such a nice voice. I loved hearing her sing.
2: Yeah, she can sing all right. You really think Randy Lane goes for her, huh?
3: Well, he certainly talks about her a lot.
2: Well, I'm not wishing him any hard luck, baby, but she looks to me as if she'd be hard to handle.
3: Why do you say that, Miles? No. She's
2: an entertainer. I'm used to that kind of life. What kind of a wife would a girl like that make for a farmer?
3: A good wife, if she loved him. Well, I don't know why we're
2: worrying about it. Anyway, I'm too sleepy to worry about anything. Do you think Bill and Peggy are ready to leave?
3: Well, we can ask them. They probably won't mind.
2: Well, if they aren't ready, Mr. Calvert said he'd take us home.
3: He did? When did you talk to him?
2: Just now, when I was looking for you. He's over there in the corner.
3: That's funny. He's been there practically all evening. Guess he's not very sociable.
2: No, Mr. Calvert's okay. He always treats me fine.
3: Just the same, Mario. I don't trust him. You know, it, it's funny the way you're always running into him lately. What
2: makes you say that, baby?
3: I don't know. It's, it's almost as if he did it on purpose.
2: Oh, what for?
3: Maybe he still wants to get hold of our farm. He always did, you know. Well,
2: he doesn't need our farm, baby. He's got plenty of dough.
3: I don't care if he has. I don't like him.
2: Hey, be careful. He might hear you. Oh, Oh,
3: Mario, do you think he can?
2: Well, I don't know. Might as well be careful.
3: Why didn't I think of it? So thoughtless of me. I'd hate to have him mad at us.
2: Don't worry about it. Mr. Calvert's not bothering his head about us. He's got better things to think about.
3: Well, let's go inside, Mario. We might as well get ready to leave. Hey,
2: wait a minute, baby. Where's your scarf?
3: My scarf? Mario, it's gone. Oh, but I I had it just a little while ago. No gone now. The scarf you gave me. Oh, my. And I loved it so much. It's so beautiful. If, if I've lost it, I don't know what I'll do. No, no,
2: don't get excited, baby. It's probably around somewhere. We'll find it.
3: If we don't, I'll never forgive myself. Maybe somebody picked it up.
2: Well, if they did, they must have taken it into the desk in case anyone asked for it. But
3: uh, suppose they decided to keep it for themselves. Why would anyone
2: do a thing like that? It's the only one like it in the whole town. They'd never be able to use it because you'd know it was yours the minute you saw it.
3: Yes. Well, yes, that's right, isn't it?
2: Oh, don't worry, sweetheart. Your scarf will turn up. Huh?
3: It's got to.
2: Besides, don't you remember? Here's your name on it. Carla, this guy. The shop in Paris where I bought it, I had them embroidered. It. So you see, anybody would know it was yours.
1: As the young couple walked away, Ben looked thoughtful. They'd been right to fear the possibility that their voices could be overheard. Eavesdropping, Ben had heard the discussion of Carla's lost scarf which was in his pocket, since he'd picked it up earlier in the evening. A short while later, as Ben and Jesse went toward their parked car, Ben scanned the rows of automobiles until he found the one he wanted, a shiny maroon sedan, Bill's car, which Mario had described to him. Telling Jesse to go on ahead, Ben made a pretext to linger. Then he quietly opened the door of Bill's car and placed Carla's filmy scarf on the back seat. Yes, Mario, you'll find your wife's scarf. You'll find it just where Ben wants you to.